This is the iRacers Lounge, featuring the latest iRacing news, driver interviews, race reviews, opinions, discussions, rumors, and more. Now here's Alan Fajari and Mike Ellis. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I am your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is the podcast for the iRacer where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Uh, joining me today, Carlos Fonseca, Jeff Walton, and uh, expecting a few others later. Yep. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Great. Awesome. Well, hey, there's a lot of topics, so let's get right into it. Uh, let's talk uh, P. Canafree series, uh, the pros. Uh, our old, uh, one of our uh, old guests from one of our old shows, Kenny Humpy, wins at Richmond. And uh, pretty <laughs> impressive performance from what I saw from the uh, recap video that I uh, saw on Facebook. Now, what about the overcast weather there? I don't know. I was wondering here. if there was a camera problem. It was so dark. No, no, it looked just overcast. I can see all the clouds and everything. It's about to rain. So does that give it more grip, I, oh, I yeah. guess? Yeah. A lot more grip. Yeah, so pretty act, uh, action-packed there. Uh, I didn't get to see the whole event. I just saw some of the uh, highlights. But, hey, congrats to Kenny uh, Humpy out there yeah there's a lot of wrecks on that from what i saw well hey it's a short track richmond you know yep. uh let's see on the uh grand prix side of things uh we had the watkins Glen event and our old champion gregor hutu of team redline took the win and remains undefeated at Watkins Glen. It's his seventh win at the track in seven years. Congratulations. Well, you know, last time, Jeff, I was talking about Gregor Hutu, and, uh, hey, was he missing something? You know, we've only seen him running second and third and stuff, and he wasn't getting as many wins. But, boy, it looks like he's back. Hell, if you got a track that you're uh, good at, you're probably always going to be good there no matter what. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, Martin Kroenke second. Mitchell DeJong, who I like to follow, he's in third uh, for Watkins Glen. Uh, the t- points for the Grand Prix, uh, Martin Kroenke still our point leader. Gregor Hutu second. Mitchell DeJong third. Now that's only a five-point difference between his first and second. Yeah, it's quite a battle. So, I, I you know, I love watching the... Uh, the recap videos and I don't get to watch the live events cause they, they are kind of in odd times for my time zone anyway. Wasn't there like a pile up or so and going into like the S's or some, or some wrecks. There was some action for sure. So uh, I don't recall exactly what it was. No, it's all in the forums. Someone talking, posted a picture of like three cars in the air and someone talking about chaos. So I don't know what that was about. And I guess we're going to start a new segment here uh, and start talking about the Blank Pain GT Series. Um, since that's the new, uh, you know, pro license, so to speak. And uh, they had their event, uh, their debut at Monza. 
I don't see one BMW anywhere inside on this screenshot they got. That's uh, one of the worst why. places for it. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I didn't get to read too much about this. Let me see if I can figure out who won here. I don't know. I'm showing it here on screen, but I can't. I don't see it. It's uh, they got quite a review here. I'm kind of looking through the text yeah, uh, to see, doing. but it's not really apparent who won it. But uh, interesting. Uh, round one has taken off, and those guys. Uh, I remember last fall we were kind of toying with the idea of having a team and getting in this series, and of course that was uh, uh, all a dream. Got to have that uh, road eye rating. All right, I think I found the winner here for that Blanc Pain. It's Alexander. I don't even know what it says. Is this VOB or something like that? Yep. Or Vob, there I you don't go. Know. I don't know how to say it. I can, That's right. I go on. Oh, here it is. I found it on Facebook. It's Core Motorsports. C O R E. Didn't uh, Typosi Racing try to get into that series last year? Yeah, that's what I was just Tried. saying. Last fall, we were dreaming about doing that. I mean, we, we ran the events, but we really weren't even close because we didn't Actually, have the I rating, you know. And me and Jose yeah. uh, ran under uh, another team we uh, started with Typosi in the name still, but it was our own uh, our own team we had. And I don't know. It didn't go so well. It's not easy, or everyone would oh, do no. Especially when, let's see, the other day, they threw us, like, for just now, recently, we were in a, there we do this every weekend, race the series, the blank, regular Blanc Plains Endurance, and uh, we got thrown into top split, and best we could do was 30th. Ouch. Yeah, that Nothing was... more humbling than that, huh? Yeah, that was pushing every lap and could not get past 30th, and then we eventually wrecked it. Jose wrecked it, I mean. Right. Just not all okay. in that series. So let's move on to NIS, which is my favorite, the NASCAR racing series. Uh, Richmond. Uh, man, so Richmond, we had this thing called Error 22. Oh, and yeah. how yucky was that? I mean, Wednesday night, I, uh, several of our teammates couldn't race. I think Thursday night, I got it as well. What'd you guys think of Error 22? Oh, I don't know. I didn't have it. it so just, you were exempt from it. You didn't, didn't happen at all, huh? Nope. Jeff? We just didn't know what was going on, and the form started lighting up. Uh, I think people people took it to Twitter, and we just didn't. Nobody knew what was going on or how to fix it. I mean, we tried deleting stuff, reinstalling things, and it just nothing would work. And you just you just kept getting more and more frustrated. Yeah, you'd search the forums for Error 22, and it would take you back to posts from 2012 or something that said, delete the car file in question. So people were trying that and, and trying various things. And then pretty soon, you know, I think Brad Wren said, I deleted all the cars. And then another guy on the forum said, I deleted all the cars and all the tracks and re-downloaded them. But it was very intermittent, and nobody could really place what, you know, how to fix it. It was like sometimes it worked, 
and sometimes it didn't. Yeah, I'm just very thankful. It seemed like it only really happened to two splits, and, and those two splits didn't go official, so those two splits didn't lose I rating. You know, that's I'm thankful for that. Yeah, so it started Wednesday. It happened Thursday. Friday, I really was hoping iRacing would step up and say, uh, we acknowledge an issue here, you know, we're working on it or something, but they didn't at all. And I think it was uh, the following Monday when they finally did, uh, and they said they, the problem was it was a particular server did not get all their files updated on the last patch. And once they updated the files on that particular server, then it fixed the issue. So all the stuff that we were trying was all just random stuff that had nothing to do with the, the original problem. A for effort for people just trying to figure it out, though. Oh, yeah. I think people were uninstalling iRacing completely and reinstalling and trying all kinds of stuff. Um, I mean, you, you picture it. You get set. You get psyched. You're ready to go. You've done your practice. You hit join session or, or the race session and boom, error 22. That's when you kind of go into panic mode because you're already registered. Well, that's after waiting two minutes uh, on the loading screen. So you're waiting there. It's going to come up. You're, you're lo it says loading. And after like a two-minute wait, you get a little error. Yep. So then the concern, I guess, right after the race kicked off and was, okay, am I going to lose I rating? Well, it turned out I did not lose I-rating, and I think a lot of people didn't. Because what happened was the people that were in particular splits that were on that particular server, that server didn't go official because only a few people could get in. Yeah, and if I remember right, Brad Wren was able to ghost in that server, correct? Yeah, yeah, he was trying everything because uh, he's pretty smart like that. But he disconnected eventually from the server. And, and we all know once you disconnect, you can't reconnect. But no. then he went and found the session, and he ghosted it, and, and he was able to be in there. So it just made it even more confusing about what was going on. Even got more confusing, too, because our split, everyone got in, but some people were just getting dropped randomly and eventually made their way back in. Another thing is, not it wasn't only NIS, too, that's all suffered this. It happened in, again, the same thing, Blanc Pain. Our splits, a lot of people were just getting dropped. Could not get in and had the blank page. A-fixed, yeah. It was happening on A-fixed as well. So it's just not dedicated to NIS then? No. But that's where all the noise came from, obviously, because it is the most popular series in iRacing. Oh, yeah, a lot of people for that one particular night. So how many were, like, 400? 300 yeah, people. Yeah, about that. Yeah, about that, Carlos. Yeah, so uh, that so Richmond. Uh, all right, so how did we do at Richmond? Um, let's let's go through it. Um, how'd you guys do, Jeff? I don't even remember. <laughs> I, that was two weeks ago. I'm just you know Talladega wore me out. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, Richmond. Uh, you know, it was tough because we, you know, we missed that one race. Um, I don't think I could run the other fixed, and I only had one more attempt. 
Let me see if I can find the results here. I know our own, our very own Brad Wren puts up results every Monday when we run. And there's the one from Talladega. Let me f go back and find uh, Richmond. Yeah, I would show the stats to you, but I only got Talladega's open. So while we're waiting for Mike to get that, let's uh, go ahead and just, I'll talk about mine then, my week that I had there. Yeah, here it is, right here. Carlos, you had a fifth. Oh, there we go then. In open, <laughs> and a tenth in fixed. I guess I can talk about my fix then. No, open. That was my second attempt, actually. I think I got the fifth on open. Yeah, the first yep, time. Fifth. Fourth time was like 12th or something. Or No, it was much worse because I ended up getting spun. Or not spun, just a lot of shenanigans with another uh, rival team that I'm not too fond of right now. But anyways, uh, what was it, the following day in fixed? Same guy tries to intentionally get me, but we're not going to, I guess, talk too much into that. You can pretty much see some of that on screen, whoever's watching this. But yeah. That's where I ended up getting picked. That's in that some carryover from some league action, probably, huh? Oh no, league a league deal was uh, embarrassing for me as I ran into the tires. So I think I talked about that last uh, show, right? <laughs> Jeff, it shows you had a fifth and open, twenty eighth and fixed. Yeah, that fixed race. Uh, too many people were just talking about whatever they want to talk about in the race chat and uh, on a restart. Something happened down the back straightaway. Next thing I know, cars were sideways and got ran over. Um, and then the fifth finish, uh, I, that's pretty good. Hey, that's top five at Richmond. I, I'm happy with that one. Boy, I tell you what. Uh, let's see what I got. I got a fourth in open, 11th in fixed. So I was pleased as punch to have a top five. A top five is like a win for me at a non-restrictor plate track. Yep. So I was really pleased. Uh, some other honorable mentions on our team. Dave Smith, he got a second in the Open at Richmond. And uh, Brad Wren got a fourth in the Open as well. So our two set of guys got good finishes. Yeah, uh, Jose, uh, he got seventh both in Open and Fixed, which is a great run for Jose if you've been following along. Uh, he's had some real bad luck recently. So it was nice for him to get a couple top tens to, uh, out of Richmond. Yeah, and Kyle Fishman, um, he's in my split most of the time. Uh, Richmond, a couple of times he got door slammed and had people turn him around, and uh, that was a pretty frustrating week for him. I'm not exactly sure on his finishes, but he tried. 19th and 21st. Ouch. Yeah. That like was said, his best. Yeah, unfortunately, he just, I mean, it's just people just come on down on him, and he was riding. He wasn't racing anybody. It's just nature of the beast, I guess. Yep. All right, let's move on. The Talladega was the, the next week, uh, which is my bread and butter, boys. And I yep. proved it again uh, with my 46th and 47th career win at Talladega, uh, both in fixed. After a rough start to the week? Yeah, I wrecked out the, the first time by a certain individual that actually wrecked me and my teammate, Brad Wren, hey, almost out of got the me same too. race. Close to getting me, too. You got me uh, sideways. Yeah, so I almost got all three of us. And, and it wasn't like he was picking on Tafosi Racing. No, it was, none, none of it was intentional. It was, it was just, other people he was hitting, too, you know? It wasn't just that. It was just he was uh, 
just a little too aggressive and not not really using his head. I'm like, you know, he wasn't out to get no one, but it was just, it sure seemed that way. We almost got spun who knows how many times. And yeah. yeah, so it was a it was a crazy week. Uh Brad, you know, he helped me win one of those wins. Uh so I owe him everything. Uh he he we ran first, second there for a while. And uh on that last restart I got him in line behind me and uh and he raced me clean and I appreciate it and he and he made sure the team ended up one and two and, and he really raced that really well. So uh, thanks, Brad, for for keeping it clean. No. Anyways, uh, what is your like uh, strategy when you come into these races? You know, <laughs> like we're we're all like grasping at straws here, like trying to figure out what we're doing wrong compared to well, you that I'm comparing to Michael Waltrip, really good at these tracks. Uh, you know, it's weird. I don't know. You, you know. I was telling you guys on Teamspeak throughout the week. Yeah, I don't think I was on track position. Track position. This week was all yep. about track position, and I was qual. You know, I can qualify good. I don't. I don't know why. I spent a lot of time in my early i racing days doing hosted Talladega, and that's all I ran for a long time. But I know how to do it, and uh, I can qualify in the top five usually. So um, I did get a pole at, on one of the races this week. So um, it is no fluke. I did get a pole position, and um, yeah, so in the open, I finished a best of fourth, and in the fixed, obviously first with two wins. Yep. And uh, teammate Matt Boley, uh, he only had one start for the week uh, because of his work and whatnot, and he won it in the fixed uh, Sunday night. So congratulations to Matt. Uh, Jeff, congratulations to you. You won the same night I did. Uh, your split. At Talladega, man, and you've got a couple nice wins this. Well, you got several wins this season already. Yeah, I mean, I really owe it to you know our team Tifosi because you know we we have our race chat, we talk about things. I mean, even our qualifying lap, Mike. You, I think you were in front of you left before everybody else did on the qualifying lap, and you just talked your entire lap on team speak of exactly where to put the car. Um, and then, you know, when we go and do practices, everyone talks about where we need to be, how we need to do it. But it's just, I don't know what else to say, but you know, Mike, you have really led this team on our super speedways. I've got a Daytona 500. Um, Brad Miller's got a Daytona 500 win. Yeah, you know, I've now have a Talladega win. Uh, Matt Bowley's got a Talladega win. You've got two wins this week or last week. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, it, you yeah. really do carry this team on the super speedways. Yeah, that's I appreciate that. That's why we're lost every time. Mike's never like in our league races. Sometimes skips them or doesn't qualify. We're just lost when it comes to those without Mike. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You know, I, 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 every time we come into these weeks, I'm like, okay, you know, everything's been a fluke before. I'm just going to run like I usually do. And, try to sneak in the top 15 or something, but I don't know. I just get up there and I'm able to keep it. And the other thing yep. that I'll say that works is you just got to dig on the bottom and everyone gives up on the bottom at some point and goes up to the second lane and tries to make passes because sometimes it actually does work. But I tell you what, the bottom always prevails. It seems like, 
Well, he gives and, you options when a wreck happens. Well, that's true. And um, I don't know. I just dig on the bottom. I just dig on the bottom. I just stay there. Eventually, we just work my way up. Once I get up there, I just seem to stay there. So yep. I don't know what it is. It's a knack. Uh, it's all the practice I think I maybe did in my early iRacing career. Um, I got a lot of wins and hosted that I don't count towards my my totals. I, I, I know I'd have several hundred wins if we counted all those, but I don't. I only count officials. So Didn't you do some uh, hosted race where you beat a, uh, who was it that was in the car? It's a pro. Oh, yeah. I've won some Nordgar races uh, on these plate tracks. In fact, I won one earlier this year. Um, I so, think yeah. You, Mike, I think you and I were in a Nordgard race, and you were telling me, you know, coming out of corners, what to do to where you would suck up to where we could get the run. I mean, it's things like that with this team that carry on to our finishes and show that we are a super speedway team. Um, you know, and I was really surprised at how well the outside lane actually worked for us. Kind of, I guess, in the lower splits, I guess, because people weren't really pushing that much. But you could get a run on the outside. I went from 15th to 1st and probably two laps on the outside. Oh, yeah. It's not It's not just lower splits either. It happened. No, I was in top split. I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday and racing like that, too. That's what actually got me almost to the lead was because of the outside. I And you're right. And it works. But what happens when you get there? What do Stalls. they do? They go to the bottom, right? Yeah. Or Once yeah. you get to the lead, you're going to the bottom. And that's what I mean is when I say I'm digging the bottom, that's when you're in the top five. When you're running third, second, uh, yep. first, you're digging the bottom. Okay? No, that's the that's only, all there is to it. That's the only reason I had a chance on a, a Saturday afternoon fix is because of staying on the bottom. I was remembering that. You're saying hold the bottom, and it paid off. Yeah, and everything everything in your body says – I need to go up. I need to go up. And you got to force yourself. Stay down. Stay down. Stay down. Because it just shakes out. Now, one of those wins, I kind of, I would say luck. I didn't luck into. I was running third. I, and the two leaders wrecked themselves. And I was content with running third as we were. As I took the white. I knew that I was going to take I was going to stay on the bottom, and I was going to take that third place. I was not going to wreck myself out of a good finish. And sure enough, I just did that, and the two people in front of me cooked bumpers, and I won the race. And that was how the first win uh, went down. So, Yeah, I mean, in my open, I got shuffled back, and I just couldn't get back up to the front with a 16. I'm not happy with it, but I'll take it. Yeah. And uh, the second win, I'll mention Brad Wren again. He finished second to me and uh, obviously uh, he pushed me there to the win. But once we were uh, kind of by ourselves, as we came to the checkered, he pulled out and we went side by side to the checkered line and I beat him by a few inches, you know. But uh, he, he made it uh, interesting for the fans anyway. Yeah, good stuff at Talladega. I'm so happy. I, I my confidence is way up. I Je Jeff, I know yours is too. You're at an all time uh, high I rating right now. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Uh, confidence is up. So, what's next? Uh, we go into Kansas tonight. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm kind of scared. I just downloaded the track. <laughs> so oh. I'm trying to get some 
Yeah, we'll try to get some practice laps in for tonight. So it's got to run the top. Forget about the bottom. Uh, you only run the bottom when you take the, the restart or the green coming into one and two. Run yeah. the bottom because you'll lose some track position if you try to run the top there as you come right. up to speed. See, the whole, let's say, what I've been noticing, like people who are near the back or from halfway on back, you know, from like 14th, 15th back, they usually just run the bottom the entire race, even though it is, let's see, at my pace, a couple tenths slower than the top. And... I don't know, it's just mainly for survival because it's going to be a cautious train of people just getting stuck in behind each other. That's the problem with Kansas. You can't pass because the, yep. the, the thing is on the top, right? And if you try to go under, you go down to pass, you're slower, so you can't pass. So, yeah, like yeah a, it's a crazy track. Like our teammate on Monday night, Integrity, you know, league racing we did, um, he had actually one of the best qualifying laps I've ever seen. Managed to get to the ones, but besides that, he was fourth place, one of the fastest cars on track, and probably could have stole the win that night, but just could not get around third place because he just you go you go to pass someone, they whoever's behind you fills in that spot that you left. <laughs> you know, if you can't complete the pass, you're screwed. Yep, you're hung out to dry on the ball. I hate this track. And uh, boy, you, you can enter hot, can hot and high is what I call it. Boy, right up against the wall you, when you enter one and four, one and three, and you're just hot as can be getting in there. Now, I'll tell you one thing that I figured out in practice today for at least fixed. If you can get your car, like, where its left side tires are below, let's say, the top line seam, you know, that seam that's on the left of your car. As you enter? Yeah, well, throughout the entire corner, if you get half and half, let's say, right side of your car on the way top line and left's right but beneath the seam between yeah. the pavement, it just helps turn the car, but if you're not careful, it'll get loose and snap on you, but it, you can really make time up or it won't get tight going through the corner. I think I do that already just to try to keep away from the wall a little bit. Yeah, but you gotta hit the seam just right or you're gonna lose a lot of time. Yeah, it yeah. should be interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my plan tonight, you know, just downloading the track is just to ride around probably the first half of the race, and then I've got, you know, a couple more nights that I can run it. Yeah, you'll get the hang of it pretty quick. Uh, you'll realize where you can run. You know, That's you right. already have a leg up because we just told you, stay high. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, so that's NIS. Let's see what else we got going. Uh, we got some random news here. Ty Majeski in real life racing takes the iRacing.com uh, car back to the winner circle. You know, I, I followed Ty for a little bit. Any race he starts, he's going to be in the top five. Oh, he might be not top. <laughs> I, like I, I've said this before on this podcast, I, I'm waiting for NASCAR to pick this guy up. Why haven't they picked him up? He's still running ARCA and stuff. Even in ARCA, you mean like super late? Super late, right? And he's—I mean, he—I believe if I read it right, he's taking—he's doing mechanical engineering in college. Yeah, so he's got the engineering thing going, which is almost a prerequisite in NASCAR these days. Um, yeah, yeah. Six, now this—this this is his sixth win of the year, and that and was Madison International Speedway. 
and I believe it's the third time this year he set the fastest the fastest speed on the track. Yep. I, I've sent a message to his publicist um, that handles his Facebook page and told him about you know our podcast. I'm waiting to get a reply back. Um, she said she was going to talk to him about him coming on here and talking to us. I, I'd love to. I always yep. wanted to ask him, why don't you run NIS or the A car? He only runs super lates in iRacing. Or not even super lates. I think he runs late models, right? No, they're super lates. Oh, super lates. Okay. You can yeah, so, of the arrow. Also, in uh, other news in real world racing, uh, iRacing announced they have uh, arranged a discounted ticket program for the Mazda MX-5 Cup Series race. That's coming up at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca April 29th through May 1st, which was last weekend, so I guess I won't mention that. That's old news. Yep. But uh, that's cool. Uh, I guess if you went, let us know how it went. Uh, let's talk about release notes uh, and patches. Uh, they're busy still. Season 2, patch 2.1 was uh, April 20th. And uh, the changes and stuff, uh, it looks like this mainly bug fixes. Well, I got so many. Why not? Yeah, and that's why they keep doing these patches. Now, remember, they usually do a release every three months. And we had yeah. our release for the this quarter. But they, they've done, I think this is the fourth little update since that. Yep. Because it's just not performing how they wanted it to, you know. And so they just keep hammering on it. They're not really working on the builds, you know, three months from now. They're just working on these little ones trying to get these bugs knocked out. So we're going to mention the whole fuel adjustment deal now with the cup cars. Which what is, is part it? of this patch where the you're no, you can no longer take all the fuel out, save for qualifying, and then put it back in for the race. So you gotta uh, start with whatever fuel you got in it. I it think says or something the, like that. This fuel behavior is now identical to all other NASCAR series on iRacing. Or it's something to do with you have to have a full tank for qualifying. Yeah, it always uses a full tank as it does when race session begins. Yep. This fixes various issues that arose from allowing sessions prior to the race to use a different amount of fuel. That's yeah, only for those series. <laughs> you know, I'm so, sure glad with this release note that came, or the, with the patch uh, 2.1 that came out, because when they the previous um, fix they had, I was blinking all over the place. And with this new patch that came out, Nothing's changed. I'm not blinking anymore. And I think, Mike, you had a problem a while back where they released uh, an update and you started blinking. And then when they fixed the, when they put, sent the patch out, you stopped blinking. I, no, I, my blinking is pretty continuous. It's a September build. Um, and I still have the, uh, the, I don't get dropped, but I have blink outs. And I have the uh, error detected on network device problem. Uh, which I can't seem to get rid of. Yeah, they did do a netcode fixed where uh, they fixed an issue that was incorrectly interpreting the values implied by your connection type selection on the account page. So we've been talking about that for several podcasts now. They keep monkeying with that particular setting, and apparently uh, it wasn't right, so they had to put a fix out for it. 
I'm glad they did. Okay. Uh, the other thing that happened was they announced they were going to do a live website server test on April 27th. However, it didn't actually happen that I saw. Did you guys notice? No, I didn't notice. Yeah, I think they postponed it or they decided not to do it for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, it was the first time that they announced such a thing. And and usually they don't do that with in production. They do it in beta. So I was a little surprised by it. Took note of it, but I don't think it actually happened. Okay, so next up on the 28th was the 2.2 release. Uh, so they've been very busy. And um, this fixed the error 22 issue. Okay. Um, well, it didn't fix it, but it, they put in a way to monitor better the error 22 issue by getting alerts and such. Um, and this other, you know, various uh, bug fixes. It's not a very big build or patch. There was just a few things listed there. So next up in real life, uh, iRacing posted a couple jobs. Uh, one of them is still open, software engineer programmer based in uh, Bedford. Are you a software engineer? I am not. Oh. But... Uh, if you are, that might be a fun job. Um, there, was was a, there was a second job, and if you click the link, it actually, the topic does not exist. So I'm guessing it might have been filled already. So they, they posted the job, it got filled, they removed the post. Uh, the, I did read the post. It was a vehicle dynamics engineer. Um, and I think it's one of those guys that looks at the actual race car and figures out, you know, angles and downforce and springs and shocks and stuff and translates that into the software somehow. I don't know exactly if that's right, but I did read the description of the job. Uh, sounds like somebody might have got it. Uh, okay, moving on. Um... I found some other tidbits here uh, from from Tony Gardner, and one of them is, I'm going to read this quote, we are working on additional competition that we are calling time attack. It will not replace time trials, so that will still be available. Time attack is a pure hot lapping competition. For those that remember, sort of like GPL rank. It will be offline driving like it is in our testing mode, but the standings obviously will be online. I think it is going to be very fun. Huh. Time attack. What do you guys think of that? Uh, I don't know. Sounds yeah, like uh, time trials that nobody yeah. uses, right? I mean, I guess it'd be good for people that, you know, do the road courses that want to get, you know, to where if you go off track, it says that it'll be offline, so your SR will not be affected, and you can perfect your qualifying laps. That's or what I, I want to have the best qualifying lap at this track. I want to own the track record kind of thing. Yeah. 
So it's only for road? I don't know. I don't know, Carlos. Uh, okay. Then he, Tony went on to mention in the forums, he's trying to organize the road uh, series and the IMSA stuff and the GTs and the prototypes and, and group them into certain groups and stuff. And um, so I'm going to read a few things that he put in here that's kind of pertinent to those discussions. Uh, first, we decided to mix things up. We will have a GT Challenge Series with the three cars, the two GT1 Ooh. cars in class, and then the four GT2. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Actually, been looking for a reason to try the Ford GT again, and there it is. Second tidbit here. IMSA will change a bit and have the VET DP and GT3 cars. I don't know how many GT3 cars, but guessing at least two or so. The Radicals going back to Solo. Uh, the next one is, the question is being debated here is the HPD car. It's going to go into IMSA or the GT series, which we used to have, and we called it something like the Proto GT series. There will not be agreement by everyone. We know that. We're leaning towards putting the HPD with the GT1 and GT2 cars and having IMSA be the VET DP and GT3 cars for now. I like the HPD, GT1, and GT2. Yeah. I think that'll draw more participation. Right. Hopefully. So lots of discussion. If you guys are in, interested in that, you need to be on the forums uh, participating in those discussions because they're literally making the decisions, you know, as the discussion goes along. That's what I like about iRacing, where they actually listen to us. You know, the community. Yeah, they're really good about that, aren't they? So talking about IMSA and crossover to real racing... Uh, IMSA.com, the actual racing series, uh, posted an article about uh, sim racing. And they call it Racing Immersion on a Whole New Level. And uh, they put it up on their website here recently, and uh, it's a nice little article. It's got a quote in there from uh, a guy from Kevin Bobbitt from iRacing, where they interviewed him, and he's got some, uh, some discussion about it and so forth, that, you know, how the real world crosses over. Real world drivers, how are they using the sim, uh, and and what do they think of it, and that kind of thing. So, uh, neat article. I love getting you know exposure to other race fans, uh, to iRacing. So this is good stuff. Uh, okay. And the next thing that we want to talk about is uh, this interview that took place with Tony Gardner again about dirt and the dirt confirmed and all that um, and he he let out some good juicy details here on the dirt stuff and it's a very long Q&A I think I'm just gonna go through and read just a couple tidbits of it so give me a second let me get organized here Okay. The answer is yes. Moisture is part of the formula for dirt. It will change, will dynamically change as you progress in the race. The moisture is in the dirt is also dynamically impacted by the weather at the track. So he's talking about, you know, like we talk about rubber compounds today on pavement 
and how the rubber works, he's talking about how the dirt is going to work. And there's a moisture component into the equation. I hope they let us choose different tire compounds for dirt like they have in real life. Well, staying on the wet uh, moisture thing, uh, it says here, weather will impact the moisture content just as it does for the asphalt track. Yes, we could start every race with a different dirt state, so each race could be different, uh, but just the weather alone, if that is different, will change things in regard to the racing. So you could have overcast or a hot day, and it's going to you know, affect the dirt differently, apparently. Now, now speaking of tear-offs, you know, because you're going to get dirt on your windshield, so, or your helmet, Virtually yep. or something. When it like they said something about they're gonna add a key to it, like to map it to it or whatever. Okay, kind of reminds so me of the, an old game. Right. So here's the next one. Uh, will surface changes such as cushions and ruts be a three-dimensional graphic or just a two-dimensional grip change? He says it's 2D for now with what we hope the illusion of 3D with moving and blending textures, but it's all in development. What we're doing has never been done before, but we're pretty excited about it. The next step, if we go there as an engineering project, is to provide the artist support for 3D for dirt graphics. That is not in the initial plans, however. Uh, okay. Will any of these developments help make grass, dirt, and sand more realistic for the paved courses? Yes, for example, now in iRacing, dirt and grass kick up from the tires. Uh, because of this project, not only will dirt grass kick up from the tires, it will stay on the asphalt surface. In theory, cars driving through it could kick up some dust, etc. That'd be kind of neat. One of the things you see most at tracks is walls and cars getting mud and dirt on them. Yes, the plan is the cars will pick up dirt and for the weight of that dirt to impact the physics of the cars as the race moves on. That I like. I That's like pretty that. cool, huh? Uh, yes, we plan on having tear-offs in some form to remove dirt from windshields. Uh, let's see, what else did I want to talk about? I've got one, Mike. It says, um, let's say there are 20 cars in the event. Can the system be built to have 10 cars do a heat race with the other 10 drivers watch and then do a second heat race with the other 10 drivers that previously ran, watch them, and then in the, then line the, future, the, line the future race up by the finishing order of those heats? That's kind of like what NASCAR did at Richmond, huh? With yeah. the Xfinity series, yeah. My no, guess I don't, is... He actually addressed that here in the Q&A and basically said that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, you know, it's going to be in the same format that the current races are in, I believe. Okay. Uh, Doesn't mean the league's This can't, is though. the big one that I wanted to get uh, out there. Uh, this, let me jump on this Q&A right here. Uh, it appears that dirt will be split into road and oval and have its own IR and SR ratings. Will everyone start at the normal level as we did when the service started in 2008? Or will calculations be made based on the driver's paved rating? The answer is, 
Adding the new license types is a large project, especially on the web engineering side, but that is the current plan. Yes, everyone would start at the same level, and the history of other licenses would not factor into the DIRT licenses. It should be fun to have this many people all start together at the same level with a new form of racing within our centralized structure. So that answered the license uh, questions, guys. Or the I, IR I, question. I like that. Oh, let's see what else here. Uh, okay. I'm sure we'll be adding more dirt cars to iRacing. We are motivated to do many things, including adding more dirt cars. We understand the dirt racers, but there are all different Right now, we're starting with Clint Boyer's Super Lake model for the Oval and the Ford Fiesta on the roadside. That's a lot of power to be throwing down on the uh, Super Lake model. All right, let's see if there's any other tidbits here I want to bring up. Since the announcement about dirt racing, how would you compare the hype among fans and pro drivers? Do you feel that there's been more outreach by professionals to give their input? The excitement has been great. More pro drivers reached out to us in the first week to express their excitement than I can ever remember, and that includes both sides of the pond. So it sounds like the dirt thing is really a, quite a project, guys, and uh, it sounds like it's well underway, too, um, you know, hearing some of these uh, details. Um. I did see one where he said Eldora is being scanned this week. I know the video said it's possible we'll roll out dirt racing this year, but we shall see. That is certainly the goal, and it is possible, but I don't like to predict release dates, especially for something like this. Okay, I was still so saying we don't, we're not going to get dirt this year. That, that's what that means. Translation, Tony Gardner speak. What he just said means you're not going to get it anytime soon. <laughs> I've heard him say that same quote before. It's called iRacing soon. All right, so that's enough about dirt. Let's move into hardware. Uh, hardware. Inside Sim Racing uh, had put up an article April 20th, SRX GT Dash for the Fanatec CSW is now available for pre-order. And boy, this thing looks nice. It's like a yep. carbon fiber dash for the wheel. It's got a little hub that you would hook the steering wheel on. Big, nice gauges, big real buttons. Uh, this thing's a beast. Got the LCD panel there, too. I think now I don't think I would have room for this thing, for a dash like this but I know a lot of custom cockpits if you're making a custom cockpit this is probably the way to go so isn't this a wheel Brad has in Jose CSW yeah so this would be like a an add-on for that you know if you have a CSW and you want something nice check this out it's called the SRX GT dash 
That's a very That's a cool nice hair. Yeah, nice buttons. It looks very realistic. It's got the rotary buttons. It's got the ignition button with the cover on it. It's got, you know, push buttons, different colors, rotaries, carbon fiber, printed graphics on the carbon fiber. Yeah, it's really sweet. And it looks like it's compatible across the board, you know, with a whole bunch of other racing sims. Tons of games they'll work for. Man, did you see the price of 700 euros? Yeah, seven hundred. How many U.S. dollars is that? I'm guessing over a grand. Yikes! Yeah, this stuff's not cheap, folks. <laughs> Next up on hardware, uh, this is almost. This one's almost like a mini rant, and I've probably have done this rant before, but I'm gonna say FOV, FOV, FOV. Does oh, anyone God. know what this means? And every time I look in the forum and I see somebody's sim rig and they have three monitors and they're butted up next to each other and they're literally flat, there's no angle to them, or there's just like a couple degrees of angle, I just like lose my mind. It would be weird seeing your window in a, say, a cup car like next to you instead of beside you or, you know, like slightly to the left instead of right next to your face. I guess my rant is, is how do people that are smart enough to know to get triples, they're not smart enough to set their FOV right and to set the angles on these screens correctly. I don't understand it. You know, they're smart enough to build a computer, but they can't turn the stupid screen to the right angle. And I understand mounting concerns and I don't have a place to do that. Or, well, you figured everything else out, you know, figure it out. That's one thing that bothers me on a whole bunch of other like sim racing people out there. Let's see, there's there's a guy who does a lot of these uh, sims, but he drifts. He's a drifter, and I don't know if anyone knows him. He's a the slap train. That's his name there on YouTube. But his FOV is so I don't know what to say. Big. There's it's like you're really far away and he's already far away from his screen you know and it's like a 20 something screen and fov is still like what it is at default here on iRacing <laughs> yeah it's nuts. amazing you know and if people realized if they have that fov set right and they got the angles on the monitors right what a huge difference it makes it makes a huge difference it's like night and day yes there was a time in my iRacing career, that I had multiple monitors and I did not have my FOV right. But once I figured it out and once I got it right, it was like a light switch went off. It, it was just totally different. Yep. See, I have a single screen and mine's about 10 degrees off, you know, because I can't see to the left or I need some view, but I would like to bring it in, you know, so I can see everything's happening slower to give me more accuracy. But I leave mine a little bit higher than what it is. For the fact is, I just can't see. But bring it closer. It looks way better, and it feels better. It does. Get that screen close to, as close to the wheel as you can get it. If your center screen is more than three feet away from your steering wheel, guess what? You're doing it wrong. Unless you drive in an old decent bird or something. Something from the 30s. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's my rant. Uh, get it right, folks. Look, I'm a, I'm a tech guy. 
you can call me, you can message me, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'll spend 10 minutes with you on the phone and talk you through it and tell you how to fit, do it. I don't care if we've never met before. Call me. I'll help you. I'm happy to. Hell, half your messages are going to be, how do I run Talladega? Uh, no, I won't do that. I think I already gave you all my tips there, but yep. I'll tell you what, uh, get your FOV right, this field of view. It does make a difference, folks. Yeah, this guy has the same ones I do. Okay, next up uh, for hardware, software, uh, Trading Paints uh, has released a uh, update. Steve Lavender posted on April 27th. Uh, a new update has been released. You can go to <laughs> tradingpaints.com and download that. Yep. And you what do you guys think? You What's the difference? I'll just explain this right now. The first day, people lost their minds because it broke trading paints where it wouldn't work or install properly. But shortly, these guys are really good at taking you know, information from people and getting right to work. It took like 10, 15 minutes, and they already had a new EXE uploaded you know, to fix yeah. that problem. Yeah, these guys... Uh... They do a good job. I am a pro subscriber. I like to support the community. Um, folks, you wouldn't be able to see proper paints on paint on race cars without these two gentlemen putting in their time and effort to make this uh, website work. So uh, thank you to Steve Lavender uh, and his buddy, the programmer. I forget his name. But uh, they did a good job, and I haven't had any problems with it. So. Um, I have one more thing, uh, Carlos, I want to bring up that's not on the script. And I don't know if I discussed it last time or not. Maybe you'll remember. Uh, super virtual resolution. Was that your new uh, feature in your TV or what? Yeah, I think uh, it is. No, no, no. no. I downloaded else? a new... Uh, I woke up one day and fired up my computer and AMD Radeon software said there's an update. So I said, okay, let's do it. So I downloaded the new update, installed it, and there's a new, you know, it's, it's, it looks like it's got reskinned. It didn't look any different. But I did see this new check mark called Super Virtual Resolution. And so I tried it. And I was amazed. I have Acer 27-inch monitors. They're 16 by 9. The, if you look at the specs on these monitor, the maximum resolution is 1920 by 1080, just like most monitors, right? Well, guess what? With this check mark and this new software driver, they're now 1440p monitors. Oh, I'm looking at this right now about it. It says get quality, it says on their page here, get quality that rivals up to 4K even on a 1080p display while playing your favorite games. And you know what? It looks great. Now, okay, so this is what it actually did for me. My resolution used to be 5760 by uh, 1080. Okay, so you're saying here. it's 7680 by 1440. Jeez. Okay, what I'm looking at here, it tells you, I think for your GPU, that's all you can get is 1440p like you're saying. But yep. the newer uh, AMD cards, like the 390X, you know, 290X or something like that, they can actually go up to 4K. I'm guessing it's upscaled. I don't know what it is. I it guess. looks off, awesome. Okay, so okay, so not only do I have increased Windows resolution of 7680 by 1440, but like you said, when you run it in Sim, 
it looks even better than 1440. I mean, it, it I, I, I can't explain it. it. It's like you said, it looks like a 4K monitor. I mean, it looks awesome. And it it's visually a bigger, it is a difference I can see visually. The other thing is because of the 1440p part, I have better vertical FOV now than I did before, which means, guess what? I can see my RPM gauge now in the ACAR, and I could only see the top of it before. Now I can see most of it. So it's a win-win, and if you have a, a Radeon card, an AMD Radeon software, I highly recommend this update. Uh, and look for that uh, check mark called Super Virtual Resolution. And yes, I had to spend uh, some reconfiguration time on my Windows because all of a sudden I had three 1440p monitors and all the, the fonts are small, smaller than they used to be, you know, and because the windows are bigger and so forth. So I went and had to adjust the font size in windows a little bit. I bumped them up. I changed the zoom on on certain uh, you know Google Chrome and different things to get it back kind of where I wanted it, but I really am enjoying it, and I strongly recommend it. Yep. All right, and that's it for hardware. Uh, let's go right into uh, closing the show and final thoughts. Uh, Jeff, what do you got? Uh, I'm glad Air 22 is done and over with. Uh, I love the new update from Trading's Paint. And uh, we're on to Kansas. 10-4 there. Kyle, I see you jumped in. Uh, we didn't get to hear from you much, but do uh, you have any closing thoughts? No, not today. I'm sorry. I'm cooking dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm ready for dinner, too. Carlos. Me, oh, let's see. Um, me and Jose and Brad Wren are going to be running the 24 hours in a ring, and, well, we don't really have that enough drivers for a whole 24 deal that actually has the track and car. We're running the C-Spec, and we're, I guess, say, looking for, I guess, decent drivers who can keep a car alive at one of the hardest tracks in the world. So, yeah, yeah, it could be a tryout to be on our team permanently, too. Maybe. I don't know. You yeah, should so get if you're interested, money. hit us up because a lot of us on the team don't want to spend the thirty bucks on the track. So yeah, we're gonna expensive. sit this one out. Yeah, so far only three of us in the rough C spec because I think it's the funnest uh, of the, the four cars that are being run. So yeah. All right. So if you guys want to race with Tifosi Racing, this is your chance. Find Carlos and uh, hit him up. Uh, my final thought is. Uh, Man, I got a new gun this week, and I got distracted, and I missed the podcast <laughs> recording because uh, they called and said, come pick up your new gun. And so, obviously, I dropped everything immediately and did that. Uh, so, anyway, when, we, when that happened, uh, Carlos, you recorded some material from the team just chatting and stuff, and uh, we're going to play that at the end of the podcast here for everyone to listen to. If you want to stick around for some additional content, uh, just hang out. Other than that, that's it. We'll talk to you next time. Also, for live viewers, that you're going to have to find the link that I'm going to put to our SoundCloud link and all our other various websites that we, I guess you can see right now. Um, 
Yeah, so you can, because I'm not going to have this on the live broadcast, but it will be on the f- end after this uh, conversation here. So, yeah. See ya. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track. Yeah, I know for the fixed races, I'm just going to plan on people wrecking out and be happy with a mid-pack finish. If I get higher than that, I get higher. But... And open, we normally have a decent set. So, I, you know, the reason why I run on my regular account in the open and my second account in the fixed is because of my confidence level of what I'm driving, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's like last night, we were getting down towards the end of the race, and I was so much quicker than Todd Thomas. But there's just no way to get around him. I yeah. tried to get around him, and I lost the spot. I mean, it's just you can't do anything. That's the guy that ended up wrecking right after he took the spot and almost came right yeah. back up and tagged the eight. Yep. Should have tapped him. It's not how I race, man. I'm not going to do that. got some caution to play with. That's not how I race, man. I'm not going to do that. It's funny, though, because he, right, he got past Brad, then he just spins the thing, and you can see. He tries to come right back onto the track and just destroys the eight car, whoever that was yesterday. Uh, that was the 57. All of a sudden, I, that oh. was just stupid. Oh, color? Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, it was somebody else it's last just, night. Was, you know, it was like pulled, I don't remember who it was. It was like Carl Edwards, you know. I mean, he just he threw it up underneath me, and the only thing that was going to stop him was the wall. So he just he went right underneath me and just drove straight up into the wall, and I just drove, drove right back underneath him. Probably a 59 or Ty McWhorter in 93. It was one of them, but I mean, it was just like, are you serious? I mean, come on, man. Oh, yeah, the racing has suffered big time this year. It's like nothing like it was last year with these other guys just randomly coming in. And you know, the funny thing is, it's, it's, it really is pretty much the same group of, and their teammates. And... You know, that's the reason why you necessarily can't blame Tudor Green, because most of these guys were in the league last year. Yep. Well, they usually blame the three anyway. They're the most aggressive, the Todd Thomas, like you said, and Michael Duell and Schitzler. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're the they're the, the main three. I know that traffic can uh, overdrive, too, but Jay never does, and Taylor oh, yeah. is pretty good, and you're actually totally confused. The blame is not on them. The blame is on Tifosi. We're always the one to blame. Oh, yeah. Uh, they no. Anywhere on the track, it's our fault. Yeah. I wouldn't even, worry about those guys. Even, so even just... when we're not on the track. Look, look, look at the other day. They, I think Mike was racing against them, and they blamed Carlos for something. I wasn't even racing that day. Exactly. So it's a bunch of bull. They're, they're, they're a bunch of wreckers, a bunch of crybabies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't say the whole team. Yeah, but I just yeah, the Heishman no, there's, there's only maybe two guys. Heishman, I, I don't mind Heishman. Heishman's cool. And uh, Yake, Joe Yakes reached out to me one time when I was having the when I'm, Not that I was, I'm still having the issue. But uh, he reached out to me and tried to, you know, calm things down. And I respect that. So I gave a lot of kudos and respect to J- Joe Yakes. But about beyond that, 
none of those guys. Well, yeah, I don't know about Tyler Hurd, Dillon too. And Tyler Hurd. Chad Dillon. Tyler Hurd. Nah, he never mentioned. He's, he's kept out of it. Chad Dillon. If he's part of it, I didn't never knew that he's always kept out of it as well. Yeah, he's like. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's it's really only three. It's only yep. only three that you should have an issue with, and and Morgan Schitzler. Yeah, Morgan Schitzler. Uh, oh, that for you four. That for you. You know, because I've never had a problem with Travin, even though I do believe that Travin overdrives sometimes. But it's always Todd Thomas, Schitzler, and Duel. Yep. But Travin took me out in in Phoenix uh, because I I ended up overdriving the first turn and bumping into him. Didn't wreck him. I just bumped into him. He didn't like it, and he actually he was a lap down. And this was actually in the Winterfix series. Uh, the next race, well, actually that same Phoenix race, he ended up intentionally wrecking me the sec- on the second time around on that first turn, and then he intentionally wrecked me again on a B Cup race that we had. Which you claimed that because I was a lap car, I was supposed to get out of his way, which I didn't care to uh, do either. Oh, not this again. No, that, yeah, that was, Un- yeah, I remember. That was, uh, that's that the things that I remember. Different race, and uh, it was Pocono yeah. that he intentionally wrecked you. It was Pocono, right. But the, and, it, it, uh, not, not that it's a different league, it's the same people. That's all I'm, I'm pointing yeah, at. Yeah, it was Pocono, and then it was in the SLM where I thought you, uh, you were kind of looking for, for him to wreck you. I was I was not gonna give him the way. I was not gonna give him the right away. He didn't he he did not deserve my respect for me to just pull over and let him go by. I was gonna make it hard on him. But I wasn't gonna go wrecking him like he does to me. And the same thing with Chris Schistler. I mean what do these fucking idiots think we don't watch their freaking videos? That we don't hear their freaking comments? Calm Stupid down. comments, Calm and, down, and, and, and not only no, man, you you riled Calm me up. Down. Not, not not only that, <laughs> they, they come up and they they start bushing and saying that they're gonna intentionally wreck people on the fucking media, and you point it out to the admins, and the admins sit back and say, "Oh no, that's not a problem." Bullshit. Well, one thing, yeah, one thing I will say is, stuff, though, is that is that in anybody's YouTube or Twitch channels. They should be able to say whatever the hell they want to say. It's up to you if you're going to watch that. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's all fine and dandy. They can say the hell they want to say. But you know what? I'm going to take that to heart. And when they t- say shit about me, I am going to go out to, for them. And I will call them out. I don't take shit from them. I'm, I'm a 55-year-old man. I don't need to take shit from them. I've taken it already from people all my life. Right. Hey, you're five years older than me. No, I had fun with uh, Schitzler. <laughs> you're an old man, Jose. <laughs> That's right, I, I don't am. I don't, need, I don't need to take the bullshit from anybody. I really don't. Uh, Jose, how do, you, how do you really feel about it? <laughs> oh, boy. Don't hold don't, back. Don't get, don't get me started, Adam. Believe me, bro. I've held up. Axe Mike, Axe Carlos, I've held back a hell of a lot, bro. I don't know, you should see the fun I had with Schettler. I got in his head that Richmond because he was worried after he spun me. I'm pretty sure he did it on purpose, but he spun me and he was just waiting the whole race for me to wreck him. I never did. I was just there on his bumper. I didn't touch him or nothing, but he was, you can tell he was worried about me. He said, oh, he's going to wreck me. I mean, you'd notice I still race against them whenever I have the opportunity to race. I don't go after them. I don't try to wreck them. You know, if I have, if, if if I feel that I'm extremely slow and I'm not, you know, I'm in the way, yeah, I'll pull over or pull up or pull down to the low line and let people pass. But don't give me a fucking hard time because you know what? I'm making a, a living hell for you guys. 
Yeah, what I would, what I do is basically, since you can, and you know they would watch your stuff if you had like a YouTube channel or something like that, go ahead and record and say anything you want. You know, I've had Duel message me and say, you know, I heard you really don't, don't like, don't like me, <laughs> you know. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> it's just like, oh, really, what give you that idea, you know, type of thing. Just like to think that you're just way too aggressive. Yeah, you know? Duel, he's always like shouting at the worst parts of the race under the chat. You can see it distorting. Yep. And, like, and, uh, you know, and the thing is, you know, I, like Todd Thomas, I always say that, you know, you hit that button too much. You yep. you say way too much over the thing, and you then you think you're funny over the thing, and people really don't give a shit. People don't care. People don't care what you're saying. You know, Todd Thomas is one of the ones that always gets involved in other people's affair when he doesn't really need to be in it. Oh yeah, I agree. Still no word on uh, that personal message to Mike. Nah, it's it's too late now. Yeah, so. if, Mike is, if Mike is not here, take it for granted that there's something wrong. There's something is up with Mike that he could not make it because he would have been here. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm recording guys, all this. Yeah, if if you guys end up doing it to tomorrow, um, go ahead and do the show without me. You guys did fine without me before. You can definitely handle it. Handle the show. Um, I'm not needed. And but the only thing I would ask you to is just try to dig into Mike's philosophy on his play track racing because uh, Mike should be your guest, kind of, even though he's a host of the show. Yep. Well, Mike I can probably take guest. that over tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be good because I'm actually interested in knowing. I'm, I'm no, I want to know. We all are. Uh, yeah. We all know. I know his philosophy. Are you kidding me? He he's always says the same thing. When it comes to play track racing, the first thing you do is you qualify, and you qualify to go up to the front. He always wants to start up ahead, but and he, he wants to stay tells ahead. Us how to qualify there? He he has. He, he has told he us. He did. He, when he did. When he was qualifying for Talladega, he was no. telling us how to do it. I don't think Top I was here for any of that. Yeah. yeah, but I can out qualify him. Why aren't I winning? <laughs> I can out front. Why aren't I winning? Yeah, I don't understand qualifying. Just ride the bottom. Just ride he, the bottom. He's, he's also been rather lucky. I mean, I, I've I, look at the race that I had the other day. I was who was in my? I think Matt. Matt yeah, it was Matt. Was in with me? Yeah. Yeah, you running. guys are first and third, weren't you? Then you yeah. get wrecked. I, I get wrecked, and I, I got wrecked in every single Talladega race all week. Uh, I lost over two hundred I rating because of Talladega, and I was in the right place. I mean. People just got wrecked in front of me, and I was in the wrong place at the wrong time when that happened. That's all. And yeah. Matt goes by. back to my philosophy. It's just to roll the dice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. When it comes to plate racing, Mike just has extremely good luck with plate racing, and basically because he tries to stay up in the top five, basically. Yeah. Well, it works, too, because that's what I did on uh, that. I think it was Thursday's open on the afternoon one, and uh, I just qualified six or something like that got up to the top five and stayed there until i got you know shuffled back on a pit stop yep it'll, it'll work at least 85 percent of the time look at matt matt got his win because of it he stood in the top three most of the race yeah i'm not lucky i'm just good alan the, <laughs> yeah. um, i got to run with uh mike in a nordgard race at dega and i was in front of mike and he was like telling me every little thing to do the entire time 
And we were on the outside lane, and we went by everybody. Oh, yeah. That's why we're lost every time. We He doesn't make it in, like, integrity or something. Like We're lost when he's not in our race because we don't get the, you know, what do you call that? Knowledge. Yeah, I was coming out of turn two. Or, you know, he right before turn two, coming out of Talladega, he's like, all right, lift a little bit, lift a little bit. Let me get to your bumper, and let's get hooked up first, then mat the gas so there's no gap. I mean, he just, he knows what he's doing. I mean, that's oh, the yeah. cool part. I've learned so much from him. I just, yeah, but I, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm racing it right. And I do have one NIS win at Daytona, but I don't know. How? Well, well I, you know, I another... finished second in two races this week. And, you know, I, I led some laps. I don't understand why I couldn't win those races. I know one time or my last one, I was, I was pushing Dicker to the win, but then there was a car on my outside. So I really couldn't make a, make a move, you know, but how does he end up being in front? Uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm locking them. I know how to lift to make sure there's a car behind me, you know, and all this other stuff when and timing and stuff like that. I just don't understand on, on how he gets himself in the position. Well, first of all, Thursday's win. Uh, the second place guy wrecked out the first place guy right at the stripe. I don't know if you guys saw that in his little video. Well, he also has yeah. a program <laughs> on his uh, computer. I think he says, like, right there on the left of him on a screen that shows green if the car's moving up, red if the cars are dropping down. So he automatically knows what a line's doing, basically. It can just jump up and go. That's the one thing too. In the I think it was Wednesday night open, he he started like twenty something in the back and made his way to the top five in like three laps. I did the same exact thing. I restarted at the tail end of the field. I picked up one car, and me and one other car passed the entire field on the outside oh, in yeah. like uh, a lap and a half. One of the other tricks to it is i don't know if you guys know is if you're not sucked up to somebody if you say right dead nuts behind them you're not going to pull up to them you've actually got to stick your nose out a little bit and the way i normally do it is i offset to the right and you stick your nose out in the wind a little bit and you're actually uh getting some of the uh the air that's coming off the uh the side of the car that's pulling you up instead of having that bubble right directly in front of you pushing the car away if you offset to the right a little bit it breaks that bubble and you can actually suck up to the guy's bumper and push now the only reason why i you know pull to the right is i can't see so i guess maybe that's why i was doing decent this week yeah if you offset just a little bit you'll actually suck up to the bumper you think so. it's possible he just doesn't have the fear of being wrecked could be. Uh, well, I mean, I, you know, Sunday night, you know, he started up front. I couldn't get logged in because my son decided to FaceTime his girlfriend, so I got dumped. I had to start from the pits and took me the whole race to just hustle my tail to get back up there. And then once I finally got up to him, you know, I mean, he was up front and running. I got to him and, you know, as soon as I got behind him, we just were able to stay hooked up. But, you know, it's just uh, it's a lot of luck still. I mean, I was running fifth. You know, Wednesday night or yeah, third Wednesday night, Wednesday night when I got turned. Yep, and with no caution either, you right? Get, 
Right, no caution. I didn't hit anything, but no caution. Well, I'm done at that point. You got to practice wrecking. I don't want to. I mean, before Sunday <laughs> night, three three races, three wrecks. You know. No, I seriously. Mean, I got... Southside get... Speedway. He has plenty of experience of wrecking. No, no I, I, I'm being serious. When yeah. you're in a practice session, start pitching the know, car. Yeah, well, when you're in a practice, like the apron, for example. You know, if, if you're not used to how a car reacts on the, you know, if you get below the yellow line at Talladega and the car starts weebling and wobbling and you're not used to that because you're not current and fluent with it, then you're not going to know how to react to save it. If at the end of a practice, you know, you're, you're done practicing and you're the only car around on the track. Just go full throttle and, and dip it down on the apron. Get that sucker sideways. Figure out what, what the that car is, is going to do so you can get yourself acclimated so if that happens in the race, you uh, you already know exactly what you need to do to correct it. Oh, it's not that. It's the other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just got flat turned on the backstretch, you know, and it was slide, slide, save, 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 but... You know, yellow, and even though there were two cars, cars that went barrel rolling into three, which is another thing I race, it really needs to look at the yellows. They're getting ridiculous. Yeah, the other thing are. that you need to do is, uh, what was I going to say? Well, then. Oh, the other thing. Don't be afraid to take that one X for an off track. If you get it woed down and you've got to go through the grass... To, to miss it, go through the grass. Take that 1X. Don't be afraid of it. <laughs> That's what it's going to hurt you a yesterday. lot less. Actually, I'm not afraid of any incident points. I, I, SR has no meaning to me whatsoever. Yeah, that yeah. no, doesn't bother me either. It's so easy to get yeah, back. And, and well, yeah, and I haven't been below four, and I don't remember how long. You know, I don't ever remember being in the threes, and I've never been in twos unless I just started a count or something like that, you know? Join us on the road so, series. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, even on the on the road series, well, I have dipped in underneath four a few times on the roads, but not often. You no, know. All mine were one X's. Yeah, so I'm not worried about taking incident prints, and I'll I'll go on the grass. But I have to admit, uh, I have practiced crashing. I yeah. have to admit <laughs> that uh, what happens to me sometimes, you know, a lot of places where you're you're loose coming off of corner. I've seen it. And what, and one of my problems is for some reason I'll go nose first into the inside wall. So I I've been that wheel. Yep, I've been practicing not going nose first into the inside wall. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching your videos, and that always got me. I was like, why doesn't he just counter steer more? Keep turning that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I just I just have that knack. Another so thing. So I was sitting for thirty minutes. Another thing that's key to wreck avoidance is, you know, a place like Talladega where you're all lined up nose to tail. If there is a wreck going on in front of you and you've got cars behind you, uh, the first thing you need to try to do is let everybody behind you know. And at the same time, you need to break your line from what everybody else is running. If you can get off to the left or get off to the right and, and give, you know, the other people behind you a chance to see what's going on uh that also helps you avoid getting ran into the back of 
Yes, yeah, that's what problem. that's what killed me Monday night. Don't just <laughs> don't just stand on the break. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, but, I, oh, yeah. I, right. I mean, I, <laughs> I got Mike and and Carlos in front of me. Carlos goes left, Mike goes right. I look in the mirror and there's twenty some cars behind me. Like I can't <laughs> slow down. And at that point, it was like, oh, look, there's a car right in front of me. No, seriously, <laughs> one of the hardest car car hits I've seen on iRacing. So you slamming well, into that guy, T-bone him. What I'm reckoning. Or when there's a wreck in front of me, I've got one eye on the mirror and I've got one eye going on in what's in front of me. I'm yep. constantly looking up and down, up and down, and I'm trying to put myself in a position where I can avoid the wreck, but I'm also watching the mirror to make sure that I'm not putting myself in a position where I'm going to get ran in the back of. It, it's really tricky and you got to, you know, it, it happens fast. That's what got me in trouble yesterday. I was looking in the mirror and end up slamming into, well, I think it was one of Alan's teammates. Was it Sammy Roush? Is he your teammate? Yeah. Yeah, I ran in the back of him. I was trying to miss Mike and ghosted through him and slammed in the back of him, but I was trying to see what was going on behind me, too. But as far as plate racing, another uh, key that helps you out, if you're in that top line and you're going and you're going and the line's not moving anymore. And say you're in the top five and the line's not moving anymore. There's a hole that opens up down below. Slip in that hole. Take and ride, ride there in the, in the top five for a little bit. And then if you see that top line starting to make some hay again and you're in front of them, you can move up and now you're at the head of that, that top line moving. The biggest problem I have with the with wreck avoidance is just people, as soon as somebody gets sideways, okay, you call it out. And then all of a sudden they start blaming people and all that. And you still got 20 some more people behind you coming. And no one can even talk. Yeah, the mic gets hung up pretty good in, in accidents. And the, the need to know information doesn't get known until it's too late. And then we talk about for the next 25 minutes while people are trying to catch the pace car. Don't even know where it is. I don't know. I love the arguments. It's fun. <laughs> yep. It's I fun. tell you what. There's one person. I'm not throwing this guy under the bus. I just think it's hilarious. Guy's name is Fred Masters. He is a Can't pro stand it, the guy. Can't at telling stand you to catch up to the pace car. Are you sure? I just can't More stand that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I think Mike is losing that moniker. Um, but uh, Fred Masters, uh, he, as you know, he posts a ton in the forum and that kind of stuff like that. But uh, I've I've seen videos of him in the races, and uh, he's not a safe guy. He's not very safe at all. No. But and then he, he will always blame everyone car. else too. So it's kind of Come what on, I've guys. seen of him. Why are we going so slow? We got to catch up to the field. Come on, let's go. Oh, you should have heard me last night then. Because <laughs> I had damage I had to fix. Just keep saying, come on. I don't got, you know, some of us have damage. I was about to rage over the you know, chat, but I forgot about the race chat only. <laughs> uh, that, that only means anything until Jacob says something. Otherwise, you can say what you want. <laughs> well, I guess that's a wrap.